Hey guys, welcome back to Business Casual. This is Miles Brown. I'm here with my wife, India Brown, and we're going to touch on uh, a very personal topic. Um, a lot of adults, um, you know, post-graduation, a lot of people don't end up in the job or field that they want. Most people who graduate from college, a lot of times never even end up working in the field that um, they went to college for. And today, I'm going to talk to my wife about where her passion and where reality uh, today has met her post-graduation and how her, her thoughts and her feelings on that. So join me and let's dive deep. Hey guys, this is India. So what's your what's your question? How should we start? So my first question is what was your initial thoughts after graduation? Like what did you think life would be like after you and first off, tell me <laughs> you know, it's not just for me, since we people are listening, what was your what what did you major? In? So I graduated twenty thirteen and my major was business administration with a minor in marketing. Okay. When you gra- when you graduated, first off, tell people how your um, how college was for you. What it was was it a storybook? Oh, I went to college four years, or absolutely not. So explain. College was a struggle for me. Um, I changed my major about three times. Initially, I was a finance uh, major, but all of my professors and my, um, what do you call it, advisor, Mm -hmm. they were so boring and it just made me fall out of love with finance. So I went to dance and theater. I loved doing that. And then I guess because of the school I went to, it didn't expose me to much. It made me change my major again to business administration. And I had a professor and advisor who was really um, passionate about marketing. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. But it it took me actually seven years to get out of undergrad because I was struggling with um just taking a full course load working and you know family problems so it took me it was a struggle but I made it so you go through the struggle of school you want a degree in marketing based off of someone else's passion that you thought could ignite your passion well it did ignite my passion it did ignite your passion and Okay, give me what what was supposed to happen after graduation. <laughs> what was supposed to happen after graduation was that all these people were supposed to want me on their team and their uh, in their workforce, and it was supposed to be easier for me to find a job because I was fresh out of school. And the big kicker there was since I had been working throughout school, I was ready to really take on like a full time position where I was stable with benefits. But everybody who wanted to come after me for marketing was like sales, like work for minimum wage and then we'll give you some commissions and then you can, you can work your way up. Go ahead, pick up where you left off. So um, working during college actually got me geared up to go into the workforce in a full-time position with benefits all that good stuff but the um companies who were coming after me were 
of course, like, hey, you know, you can come do marketing with us. We'll pay you minimum wage with some commissions, but we need all your time, like, all your time, 12-hour-plus days just to, on minimum wage, just to get some experience and commission. So that was, that really sucked. And then I ended up working a job that wasn't necessarily in my field, but because of my skills that I had learned or I had um, learned from my previous work experience, it kind of worked out. Mm. Okay. Um, what do you do now? So now I work uh, with the Department of Social Services. Definitely not in my background. Um, but with the skills I learned from college and from my previous work experience, like it's it's kind of weird because it's not a, a normal position, so to speak. It's it's a new program they installed, and Department of Social Services kind of bid for it, and uh, so I just really work with students and their families, providing them with the things that they need, whether it be economical or material things. So, how long have you been there? This is my fifth year there five years yep. what what can you say your experience passion versus the reality of what you do today what you mean so we were talking a bit about marketing and how that's what you went to school for you had a passion for it you wanted to work in it and then it switched to well maybe your passion didn't switch but your career switched to doing more social services work. When someone changes their passion, I, normally I, when I think about me changing my passion, like if I if I if I'm an artist at day and I'm making a living at it, but it's costing me 16 hours, you know, like it's costing me like to live off of being an artist in the beginning is so much harder than to live off being like a plumber in the beginning. Because if you are a plumber, you might come in to $35 an hour and can live pretty okay. But the passion for wanting to make art your job first, sometimes it, it it's a little bit more difficult. So doing what you do now versus your passion, how do you feel? Well, I didn't change my passion. Um, within the position I work in now, I have the ability to exercise my marketing skills. I have the ability to create programs. I have the ability to brainstorm, to reach out to the target market of those programs. So I have the ability to incorporate my passion in the job. But um, what I've come to learn, and I think I may be answering your question, what I've come to learn is that your job may not necessarily match up with your passion. And I feel like in school, it teaches you, you know, be passionate about something and make it your job or, you know, work in it because if it's your passion, work won't feel like work. And that's great. But that's not the case for everybody. A lot of some people, I will say, have a job that is not where their passion is just so that they can provide for themselves, which is fine. But then they, you know, practice their passion on the side or find places in life where they can incorporate their passion. And I said that to answer your question. I don't know if I did or not. 
you did. So what do what what have you found to subside the passion? So that's where I'm at now because what I figured out what I really liked about marketing that kind of ignited a passion for marketing is the creative side. The side where you brainstorm, the side where you think about ideas, think about the impossible and try to make it possible. And so it's just to create. And I'm at the place now where I'm going back to my roots of those things. And I think we all have like those roots where we know where it started and what we used to that make us so happy. And living life and going through school and how society tries to talk to you, it talks you out of doing a lot of the things that really make you happy. So I'm going back to dancing and back to singing and drawing and just artistry to fulfill me and me only not trying to go forth with it as a career I mean later in life I may or you know once I feel like I'm at a place where I can go for it as a career but you know I just kind of doing me okay is there any advice you would give to your younger self Yes. And that advice will be to stick to what fulfills you. Because as children, as kids, as teens, we have all the time in the world to do what we want to do. Like, there's no restriction on, okay, you have to uh, go to work in the morning and do this. You have to, you have bills to pay for, you know. Like, as true children and true teenagers, when you don't have that responsibility, you do what you like to do. And so I would just advise my younger self to stick with that. You'll be a happier person. So you do realize in saying that it goes against what you let happen right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. So give me insight on what's stopping you from taking your own advice. I am taking my own advice. And that is to do what I'm doing on the side cuz right now you can't just be like oh jump ship let me just turn my life around when you have bills and a kid and you can't just do that it it has to be like a strategic maneuver it can't just be like all right F it i'm just going to do this now at least that's what i think because if i really did that some it it would be really traumatic and it can affect a lot m- more things than just myself Like, I'm thinking about more than myself right now. Whereas, if you are a teenager or a kid prior to college, you can just think about yourself. True. True. Um, Is there anything else that this topic has made you think about that's relevant? Um... Yeah, actually, um, things that I'm really passionate about, um, sometimes when I think about passion, I think about it in a box. So like, uh, your career or like the main things that you do currently, but I am really passionate about marriage and families because of, I come from a broken family, my parents divorced, my grandparents on my mom's side divorce like you know she only has one sister who's been married for a while so divorce runs very 
rampant in my family. And so I'm I'm very passionate about keeping my family together and keeping my marriage alive. And those things that I actively work at all the time. Okay. Um being in today's society, what are some of the main things that keep you from your goals? Like is it media? Is it TV? Like what what are the what's some what are some of your vices? I think uh what what keeps me from going after my goals I think it's um perception. And at one point I did not care about nobody's perception at all. And then over time it was just like something that kinda happened that I didn't know was happening was, oh, you know, what would such and such think about this move or you know what would your parents think about this move or what would your friends think about this move and over time it just became a like a rain cloud over my decisions and trying to set goals and then going forth with those goals it kind of made me set different goals and what I wanted for myself personally just so that I can say yes I'm working yes I have the answer to this question yes I have the answer to that question so just perception okay social perception or familial perception that's one of my triggers what do you feel your perception is I don't know and that's crazy because I'm so concerned about how people perceive me like I think in general I just want people to perceive me as like you know a good woman working woman who cares about her husband and her family who does the right thing but internally like I don't really care to uphold that anymore not to say that I'm not that person but like I would want to uphold like do what's best for you that sounds kind of like okay I don't really have the words for that right now I don't want to keep talking and contradict myself or like not say what I really want to say you should should say what you really want okay so answer ask me the question again do you remember the question no (laughs) How don't you remember the question? Cause you got deep. That's what these things do. <sighs> okay, let me think about it. So I think um, we don't really remember the question. I think it was more so of why haven't you given yourself the license? Yes. To be me. Be you, yeah. Um, and that's what I was talking about perception. Um, perception really kind of anchors me down, anchors me down to what I think I should be and who I think I should be. And right now, approaching 30, my birthday is next month. Um, I'm just kind of revisiting that and unlearning and trying to relearn some things. And it's really based in who I really am. So that means going back to those roots again and I'm very rooted in the church and I just to be religious and you know follow rules and stuff but like serious relationship with Jesus Christ and that's what I'm going back to because when I was there like one-on-one paired right there right in the center everything was all right I was living who I was supposed to be living you know at the time And I felt comfortable. I felt at peace. I felt like 
you know, if I was doing me, I could do me anywhere and be okay. Slowly but surely, you know, society chips away at it. And I think, like, one of the first ways society can chip away at it is, oh, you're 18, you're grown now. So you start to make decisions on your own without consulting anybody. And that's kind of like where your parents come in at, where they're like, oh, no, don't do that. Or, you know, you should do that because they give you reasons. But when you turn 18 and all you know is I'm an adult and I can make decisions on my own, like, something is starting to happen. So, um... That's, you know, I think that's where my license is going to come from, from my roots, and I'm rooted in Christ. Christ. So getting back to Christ will free your perception cloud. Yes, because it will kind of take it over because now I actually know what my perception is because it's laid out in the word. Like the only person or the only entity that I'm care- that I should care about, um, who I am or how they're perceiving me is Christ. And so, I mean, that's a big, that's a big person. Or let me not say person. He's a God. Spirit, yeah, like, like it's God. <laughs> He's God. over and above everybody else. So, I mean, everybody else can just fall into that and, you know, like it or they don't like it. I like that. I mean, I think that overall your story will free a lot of people who are living the perception monster. Well, I hope so, because it's a a time waster. Like, when I look back, and I realize, I I know exactly when the the break from my identity lies in Christ happened, which was in college. But I look back and I say, I wasted so much time. And you waste time because you think, literally, like, the grass is greener on the other side. Like, I can make my own decisions. I don't have to really make my decisions based off of the word because I will still be living, but the quality of life just is not the same. Yeah, I mean, when you make decisions based on the truth, you make a solid decision. But when you make decisions based on um, society and how that may perceive something, you're not making a decision on Rocky on you know yeah you're not like society is the most double-minded and it's water yeah it moves like water society like they like the color red and they like blue they'll kill you for liking red they'll kill you for liking blue they'll compliment you for wearing red they'll compliment you for wearing blue they have no it's it's it's, like you said it's no foundation with no foundation and when you're going through it you don't realize it and that's how we get tricked into following trends and following yeah um things places objects people that we shouldn't be following yes stability is underrated in america if you have a solid foundation in christ whether you're good or bad you're still good because you have christ you know and that's a that's a stability that an unbeliever just doesn't understand um and me being in business for as long as i've been in business I personally understand that the ups and downs and the swings, like you've helped me with that the most. Oh, thank you. You really have. Like, like you were right there. You'll be in the corner telling me like, yo, don't worry about it. You've been up against worse and made it out. You know what I'm saying? God has, t- has won you through battles that are above and beyond what's going on at this present moment. Transcend this moment and 
in the future, you'll thank yourself. Yeah. And that's happened to me numerous of times. So I've grown a faith that's when I when I tell people something that might be going on in my life and they'll look at me like, oh, my goodness, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I can't think like that. You know what I'm saying? Like the answer doesn't lie with me. The answer lies with God. Yeah, because when you're rooted in Christ, like society may have a double mind, but the word will bring you a sound mind. Sound. Like Very sound. a piece that you can't explain. People are looking at you like all these moving pieces are just kind of overwhelming you right now, but there will be a piece in it. Like a Hurricane Michael just happened and it was like really devastating in Florida. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if y'all saw, they had a picture Someone, like a storm chaser, went to the eye of the storm. And in the eye of the storm, it was just beautiful. It was clear. You could see blue skies, and you could see the ring of the clouds that starts the hurricane. So it's kind of like that. The peace of God is kind of like that. When you're going through, like, a storm, like, it's the eye of the storm. That's the way you want to be. It's nothing happening in the eye of the storm. But around you, it's just devastation. Yeah. It might not be devastation. It might be. I might just be dramatic right now, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, no, no, no. You know, it's, it's, it's issues. It's problems. It's no, a situation. It's circumstance. It's devastating when you're not living in your passion fully. That's true. That is true because it kind of like That's kills dev- you. It does. It slowly kills you. It's like a cancer of an emotion. No, no, no. I, it is a cancer of emotion, but I think it kills you because it's not feeding you. So if you're not a starvation, feeding, it's a, yeah, it's killing you by starvation because yeah. you're not feeding yourself what you need to feed because you're not where you're supposed to be yeah passion lack of passion is attributed to people being overweight overeating over stimulating yeah because pa- like passion is so like when you talk to the average person it's all chit chat you know nobody's like deathly engulfed in their life on like a you know i mean there are people that are but yeah. you know it's like it's rare to see people who just want to be them. But you know what? I'm going to say, because you said, like, people, like, in excess, their passion is in there. I think also passion might be misdirected as well. So, you know, like, you have this burning thing in you, but because it has no direction, it's directed to another source where it just isn't being used well. It's not being used well. Yeah. I've, I've definitely fall victim to that. Um, from time to time, even in my own pursuits in business, you know, like my career is similar to like your career, you know, like we both have paths that we've taken. Like I took the path of um, starting a cleaning company to get to a level that I wanted to get to with owning my own product and things of that nature. But because I didn't feel as though I had the money in the beginning to start a product company, I went and did what was cheaper, which was starting a cleaning company. Mm. And the passion does run out. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just don't want to wake up and clean another toilet. <laughs> you uh, know? Yeah. I mean, I don't have a cleaning business, but I don't want to wake up and clean another toilet a lot of times. So. Yeah. <laughs> and when you when you when your business grows to where you're cleaning. 37 toilets a night. <laughs> yeah. You want to switch. You know what I'm saying? You want to get into your passion, but... But I think that's what comes with life, though. Like, you know, some people may not have to learn this passion lesson, and they may have to learn something else that we got down pat. You right. know, 
So it's just like, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I feel really happy about going through my struggles, even though I felt like it was a very long time because I'm in a place of expectancy right now and intention. So, you know, I'm doing things intentionally. I'm thinking about things with the intention of, is this truly me? Like, am I doing this to please somebody? Am I doing this to have a perception that I can do this? Am I doing this just because, or am I doing this because it's something that I really, really want to do? Yeah, that's, I think that's a good place. I, I know that that is a good place to be, you know? So thank you guys for tuning in to Business Casual. I thank you so much. Um, me and Lisa, our weeks was hectic, hectic last week. I thank my my beautiful wife for stepping mm-hmm. in. You know, I can slide on in there. Being vulnerable and, you know, hope hopefully her story touches a bunch of you guys. I know it touched me. Or at least create conversation. Or at least create a conversation. Um, so until next time, y'all have a good one. Mm, that was a kiss. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>